Hello, Internet. We're back. <laughs> we weren't gone for that long. Yeah. Well, I just figured that they're like, oh, there's a hundred. They, they obviously. They're done. They're, they got to give up now. How is it going to get any better than the previous hundred episodes? Guess what, motherfuckers? 200 episodes. Yeah. And then after that, we do this till we die. Well, I don't Which will I be 250. Yeah. Well, maybe someday we'll get good looking enough for YouTube videos and then we can ditch this whole podcasting thing. But uh, until I, then, I've seen some YouTube videos. We're good looking enough now. <laughs> it's only going to get worse as we age, Derek. <laughs> no, I'm I actually find that I personally am getting better with age. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> but, uh, I, I look at pictures of me like 10 years ago. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. I've gotten so much better looking. So the next 10 years, I think I'm really going to going to start filling out. I feel like it's just up a little bit getting harder to lose weight. (laughs) Like, I feel like I'm getting a little bit more distinguished, but I also feel like I always feel like I'm on the precipice of just like getting lost and super fat, like just. Letting go completely. And it's just like the harder it gets to work out when I get older, the easier it seems to just do that. Be like, what if I was a crazy fat person? How mad would life be? I mean, scientifically, that is true. As you get older, your metabolism slows down a fuck ton. And then yeah. you have to exercise like three times as hard just to lose oh. the weight that it, you would have lost just by like standing. That sucks. When you were 20 years old. That so is, That does not appeal to this guy. Sorry. Okay. Happens. Also, you get shorter. You start like shrinking height-wise. So, oh, really? When you add a pound, it like it's distributed to a much smaller frame. <laughs> <laughs> so you look. Well, I guess so. You look heftier. Is you there, look great, though. Oh, thanks, bud. You're you're uh, you're you're almost glowing these oh, days, Dan. It's uh because I think I might be finally getting over this sickness I've had for the past like six or seven weeks, which would be nice. Because being sick is like, although it's kind of nice being sick for so long, because I'd be like, anytime somebody's like, could you do this? Be like, uh, no, I can't. Uh, <laughs> I gotta rest. <laughs> and it's like, it's like having a kid. It's like, yeah. sorry, I got a five year old. Can't help you out. Yeah, Would really love to. It's like I get home from work and I'm like, I should do something. And I'm like, no, I shouldn't. I'm sick. I should just sit on my computer and watch Netflix. And that's what I do because I'm sick. So now that I'm not sick anymore, I don't have an excuse. Uh, welcome to episode 101 of Outrage Factory, the podcast where we look at the things that made people mad online and explain why they're dumb for caring. Uh, I'm your co-host, Derek Bolin. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. Speaking of being sick for the past six or seven weeks, it's election season in Canada, and I'm so fucking over it. Uh... Yeah, me too. It's I think the campaign officially campaign trail officially kicked off last week. Uh, sure. You know I pay less attention to anything political than you do. I know. So asking me any question about anything political is the wrong. But that's the weird thing is that I'm like into this like whole like just like forced apathy about politics now because I'm just like, why? Why do we have to care about this shit? Uh, election is October 20th, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, and once again, uh, all the parties have launched uh, substantial campaigns to inform the public about their platforms. Just kidding. They're digging up old photos yeah. and getting people mad about fucking nothing. So 
If you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard about the Justin Trudeau brownface or the Justin Trudeau blackface or the Justin Trudeau blackface incidents, then uh, I guess we should do a quick rundown. <laughs> See, the funny thing was, so fucking this is how dumb I am. I was like, for me, when somebody says he was in brownface at a costume themed party, I'm like, well, that's he was just in a costume like he wasn't belittling or mocking a culture. He was just like, so in 2001, uh, West Vancouver, where he was teaching at the time, I believe. Was that, is that true? Yeah. Uh, uh, West Point Grey in, uh, in like Kitsilano. So super rich school where he was a teacher has a costume party themed Arabian Nights. Now, what else are you going to do besides dress up like an East Indian fellow? But I guess he kind of took it too far and he showed up in brown face. And it's like, uh, I, that's awkward at worst. Like, to me, it's not like he's like, look at how stupid and racist I am. Okay. It's more like he's like, I'm, I don't have proper social boundaries and I've given too much to this costume. Look how fun it is. And that was the stance I was going to take. And then, and then you saw the picture. And then... I saw the picture and I was like, well, that's terrible. And then they interviewed a guy who was there who is, was he Sikh? The guy they interviewed? Yes. Well, he said he was Sikh and he didn't feel that it was problematic at the time. And he still doesn't feel that. And I was like, well, that's fine. That's like, that's like an awkward thing that happened that we should maybe get over. But then Trudeau was like, oh yeah, I, I was in a high school um, talent contest, and I sung the song, sang the song "Deo" in blackface, like real blackface, which is just fucking terrible. Because it's terrible that he sung that song. Yeah, because it's so fucking obnoxious. And then, like, fun fact: when your name's Dale, lots of people <laughs> sing the song "Deo" to you, and it is obnoxious. And Plus, was Harry Belafonte even like? Harry Belafonte was not a particularly fuck. Can he I just like, say it? He was a lighter. He was on the lighter side of black. You're allowed to say that okay. because All right. the schism Woo. between light-skinned black people and dark-skinned black people is something we don't talk about enough because, like, we're white. It, we're that's white. why we don't talk and about we're it. We're not allowed enough. to talk about it because yes. we're not even supposed we're just to not. see color, let alone. The Different shade shades of, of color. the color. Yeah. But they go after each other. It's hard to say this without putting them in a they group, but like... You could just not African, refer to them as they, okay, for starters. African-American people... Jesus Christ. ...of dark, darker skin, darker complexion, I guess say more pigment, go after the African-American community of the people who are lighter skin, saying... Like, there's this whole thing now about, like, light skin privilege and all that, which makes sense. It does make sense because when privilege has historically been granted by white people, if they're going to give any privilege to African-Americans, it's going to be to the ones that are that most closely resemble or the white, white people. You yeah. could say it. I didn't, I didn't want to. I didn't yeah. want to. We should just not discuss. You know, 100 episodes in, we should just not discuss race anymore. Yeah, but if we didn't discuss anything that would get us in hot water, we wouldn't discuss anything. 
But we have to discuss race because Trudeau is the leader of our country. Okay, wait. So he did second blackface. Okay. And then... (laughs) And then there was... Well, okay. Like, he did it to sing a song, Dale, which when you're in high school... Like, I don't know. I wasn't that big of a dickhead to think blackface was okay. No, but we grew up in, like, we went to a very white high school. And we, even we wouldn't have done blackface. I am i don't know. I mean, it was never on the table, but, like, like when this news story dropped, I actually had to stop and be like, has there ever been a time in my life when I've worn blackface? And I don't think there was. Like, our generation did the pimps and hoes where we dressed up like pimps. Like, we appropriated. The stereotypicalness. The, but we, yeah. Never did blackface. We just wore what we thought pimps African-American pimps would wear. Like a fur coat or fucking something. Yeah. And jewelry. Uh, and then there was this third uh, global news. <laughs> and this is my favorite of all of them. Is that Global News went digging and released a third photo of Justin Trudeau in blackface from a totally different time. And it's just a picture of Justin Trudeau in blackface screaming while wearing a T-shirt. And at it's like, the funniest fucking thing I've ever seen some event, in my life. At some event. Yeah, look, yeah. it could be like a sporting event, but like, what the fuck? It might be from the same high school talent show because he was wearing a t-shirt in that too anyways but anyways yeah so it's like you see the brown face one you're like all right well blah 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 you try to defend it you see the first black face one you're like well he was just an idiot high school kid he was trying to sing the song down maybe he was misguided and then you just see the picture of him screaming at some random event in full blackface and you're like all right he's a fucking asshole but He's already led the country for four years. Where were these pictures four years well, ago? Well, so I have so many questions about all of this. Yeah. Number one, 2001. Yeah. Post-September 11, why the fuck are you holding an Arabian Nights event at school? Wow. Like, that that was a time where the climate was very unfriendly oh, towards yeah. people of Arab descent. Maybe it was, like, this whole trying to make people okay with that portion of the world again, being like, look, not everybody over there is a terrorist. We all love the movie Aladdin. Let's just dress like that. (laughs) (laughs) Second question. Yeah. Okay. I, this is more of a statement than a question. I don't think Trudeau is an asshole. I do think he's a fucking idiot, but your question around where were these, the first, like the guy has been leading Canada for four years there was an election four fucking years ago where we did this whole song and dance. Yeah. And these pictures, I mean, they existed. Mm-hmm. Where the fuck were they then? Some conservative strategist really shit the bed. Well, they were like that back then. Trudeau was like the guy who was the knight in shining armor who was going to bring down the evil Harper. And the conservatives couldn't bring up these pictures because they'd be like, yeah, you guys are conservatives. Racist shit is part of your, like, whole thing as being a conservative. But, yeah, like, I don't understand. Like, I've never liked Trudeau. I've only ever voted for him because I like the liberal. And if you want to hear us rail against Trudeau for all the dumb shit things he's done, just listen to all of our past episodes. Yeah, I'm not a Trudeau fan at all. We Uh, never have been. Like, it's not only fun to call him just a hairdo, it's actually kind of... The way I feel about him politically. I don't think he's this guy calling all these shots. I think he's just 
some good-looking young guy who's the son of an old prime minister who's like a puppet in front of whatever the party's doing. Yes. Um, but these photos were like they found the photo in a 2001 yearbook, which would have been very publicly available and yeah. which I'm sure many people looked at four years ago Yeah, when they, they were like Trudeau's going to be. Oh, yeah. They would have been like, hey, that guy who used to teach at our school is running for prime minister. Oh, hey, let's go see if he's in any of the yearbooks from the time he taught at our school. And lo and yeah, behold. He was. Uh, second of all, third of all, I don't know. I have a lot of questions. This woman, is that his wife? I don't know. Or is that just a, like, look at the way he's touching her. That does not make me comfortable at all. No, that is, uh, if, for people who are just listening to this, which is all of you, because we don't have a visual component to this podcast, the picture we're Because we're not good looking enough, yeah. Is the brown, the brown face picture of Trudeau where he's wearing the turban and the feather and he has his arms around a woman and his head is really high up on her neck and it's like but his like fingers are spread across her chest so it's like he's like I, it's a very inappropriate how does this make it into a high school yearbook look at the way he's touching that woman in blackface no less different time Derek different time. hopefully that was that was I don't know because like I don't actually know what his wife looks like. I don't know when he was married, but it is a very sensual touch. And if that was just another teacher, because this was at what, a high school? Yes. It was, it's at a high school costume party and he's all like, got his hand, like he's like Derek said. It's I mean, she's not, friend. she's not a student at the high school. Yeah. She's not resisting she's an, or anything She's an either. adult. Like she looks like she's into it. Well, I don't know. It's a, it's a picture, but he, I'm just saying it's a very like, why is he touching the woman that way? Why couldn't he have just, like, done the weird hover hand thing and called it a day? Like, why do you have to be... Do you want to just go all in and say the worst possible reason why he's doing that? Is to show off that he put brown face on his hand as well. Because his hand is actually painted <laughs> darker. And maybe he wanted to show that off. Be like, yo, this is how big of a piece of shit I am. Not only did I paint my whole face and neck, but I painted my hand. To just fully commit to the outfit. I'm knowing Trudeau, he probably painted his entire body. Like just got like fully nude and oh, had yeah. someone like run an airbrush on him. Cause you know he's popping that top later. We all saw that picture this of him camping with those abs. There's no way those are staying in when all those like high school moms are around at a dance and he could just show them off. Yeah. Plus, why are you gonna waste an opportunity to be like Guess what else I put blackface on? <laughs> They'll be like, won't that give me a UTI? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> fourth, fourth or fifth question. I don't even know where I am anymore. There are an awful lot of people tripping over their dicks to justify or excuse Justin Trudeau for this shit. Uh, just because they think he's not as bad as Andrew Shear, which objectively true. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Andrew Shear, but this is a fucking moronic and very culturally insensitive thing to do. And so this is why I basically hate politics now. Yeah. Because we all have holes punched in our brains. Mm -hmm. uh, and we all just look at shit like this. And depending on our political alignment, we can excuse it or forgive it or just like wash it away. Or we can get really, really uh, absurdly angry about it, which like... 
Conservatives are getting really mad about this. Yeah, like, conservatives don't care conservatives. about black people. They're just mad or that racism. Sheer didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> wasted <laughs> opportunity, buddy. Could have earned some more votes. But like, I'm just fucking over it. Like, why have has everyone on the planet suddenly aligned their moral compass to their political beliefs? Yeah, and it's like if I vote liberal, anything the liberals do is excusable, and everything the conservatives do is bad. And if I vote conservative, then like vice versa. And there's no like objectively wrong or right anymore. It's just what my party does versus what your party does. Yeah. Like this is the same guy. I don't know. Like I'm still voting for liberal, but I've always hated Trudeau and I always will. Why would you vote? Well, who else am I going to vote for? The the conservatives? Vote for, okay. Or the NDP, the guys who are like, hey, that massy tunnel that's out of date, yeah, we're just not going to replace it. Okay. Because we hate cars. But you vote. Well, that's a good idea. You vote. You just talked about how we spent close to 100 episodes of this podcast bitching about the guy in power. Yeah. I, and you're going to vote for him again. I don't like Trudeau as a person. He hasn't done anything policy-wise that I don't like. Has he done anything policy-wise? No, his party did. That's the whole point, is he's just a figurehead for this party. Like, I didn't like Trudeau when he boxed that guy. It's like, hey, we're having political debate about what we believe in. Then he's like, let's box in the ring. And then they did. And he won, but whatever. And he's just like, I don't know. Trudeau's just been this narcissistic guy who always wants attention and is always like, hey, look how good looking I am. Look at all my abs. What's up, ladies? Burr, burr, burr. And this doesn't change my effects at all because, like, maybe if there was a different party that was on the political spectrum close to the liberals, I'd vote for them, but... Like the problem, the worst part is the problem or the thing this might actually do is steal racists back from the conservatives. Is that how you're approaching? I mean, no, I'm not saying that they should. I'm just saying, like, if you're a conservative and you're like, I don't like all these left leaning liberals, they're all too soft for me. And they're like, oh, that guy's a racist. Well, I guess I don't hate liberals anymore. Yeah, but I don't I don't think that's how it's okay. So this is how political campaigns are run now. Yeah. Is basically there's no talks about policy or platforms. It's just digging up shit that will make people angry or sad or like evoke an emotional response from them. Yeah. Which policy doesn't do that. Pictures of a guy in blackface will do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, talk about how Andrew Shear eats migrant babies for breakfast will do that. Yeah. Um, but there's also... Are there any adults left on earth that are politically undecided? Like, is there anyone left who would vote differently this election than they did last election? Well, I'm honestly curious because I don't think like I'm fucking 39 years old. I've basically voted the same my entire life. Yeah. I will probably continue to vote the same, assuming I just continue voting. But like everyone just seems like so fucking entrenched politically yeah. To the point where they've aligned their moral compass with the political party they support. Mm-hmm. Like, no one's no one's changing. No one's changing at this point. No one's changing votes. All you have is these people coming in, uh, you know, who might be voting in their first election. Yeah. And they're probably all going to vote, like, 
they're not going to vote the centrist party. They're going to vote NDP or they're going to vote conservative. Yeah. See, that's the thing is the reason the conservatives brought this is because young people are so idealistic that they're so easy to sway emotionally. Like, look at this guy with blackface. Like, I could never vote for that party. That's disgusting. And then it might to some people like it might be like, well, are the conservatives that bad if the liberals have a racist for their leader? And then like it is hard to say like there's always some people that are on the fence that you could attract and I don't know if this is going to change them or not. Like is it changing the way you're going to vote? No, I'm not voting. It's not changing the way I'm going to vote. I'm just not voting at all. So this little voting poll just came back 100%. This doesn't affect people's taste. I mean, you you literally just said you would vote for the guy, even though you already believe he's a moron. Again, I want to say I don't think Justin Trudeau is racist. I do think Justin Trudeau is very, very stupid. Yes. Very stupid. He is the type of person who would wear blackface... To a high school <laughs> talent show and not think there's anything wrong with that. He'd probably still fucking do it now. Yeah, like <laughs> the the thing, I don't know, it's hard because you know he didn't have malicious intent. Like he wasn't going to be like, I don't respect black people so much that I'm going to belittle their whole culture. He probably just did like, hey, I'm going to sing that song. Wouldn't it be funny if I wore blackface? Like that was the complete <laughs> thought process of the whole thing. Like he's like like you say he's just incredibly stupid and I just don't see him thinking these things through. And he he doesn't. That's just a hallmark of like, I mean Justin Trudeau has grown up. I'm gonna drop the p word, but very privileged. Yeah. Uh, so he hasn't had to think things through, and things have still worked out for him. He's yeah. the leader of Canada, which I guess isn't a bad country to be leader of. No. It's not one of the better ones, but it's it's up there. It's I mean, okay. it's no Sweden, but... Yeah, we're, we're doing fine. I mean... It's a country. It's better than the States. Looks, or like looks good on a resume. Country. I don't think... Like, I don't think the Prime Minister of Canada has more power than the President of the United States. Oh, no. It's no. not more power, but it's just a better country. Uh, eh, that's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, I think that's also, one thing... Also, they're Americans. Yeah. Bless them. I was at a wedding in... Ladies! Yeah, okay, whatever. Derek traveled to uh, go to a wedding. I went to a wedding. What a thoughtful thing for a boyfriend to do. In, I, I am very thoughtful. Thank you. Kate, yeah. if you're listening, I hope you appreciate that. She doesn't uh, listen to this anymore. She doesn't. Uh, she sent me a message after, in the last episode, and I was like, we don't pretend to care about each other's things anymore. And then she sent me a message shortly after, being like, catching up on your podcast. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, fuck. Because we do still have to and care about And then she sent a follow-up message. No, you still have to pretend to care <laughs> about my she she actually didn't say that, so maybe oh. she didn't listen at all. She just said that to make me think, which is like very meta maybe pretending to care. you guys are finally at that stage in your relationship where if you piss her off a little bit, she just stores it inside so that she can amalgamate little piss-offness and just throw them at you in a big fight. Yeah, like wait until she's yeah. got like 10 or 20. Like leverage. And then just like drop a bomb on you Yeah, and be like, fuck you. Yeah, like, you think that's funny, blah, 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 bring up the podcast, that time you were insensitive to pretty much 
humanity <laughs> as a whole. <laughs> I mean, if she's going to do that, this yeah. podcast has plenty of fodder uh, for times I wasn't sensitive to humanity as a whole. Could you imagine? No. Like, so 2001, with bringing this back to the Trudeau thing, that was yes. 18 years ago. Yes. Could you, so in 18 years, we'll be close to 60. We'll be like old men. We'll be doing old man things. I don't know what we'll do. Maybe we'll like. Bocce. Stri- that would be great. We'll be striving somewhere. We'll be like into politicalness. And then people will bring up this podcast. And I'll just be like, oh, fuck. You got me. <laughs> well, that's why I was <laughs> like. I could do. I was like when the news dropped, I was like, oh, shit. Are there like photos of me yeah. in blackface in case I ever pursue a career in office? Because yeah. I have kind of toyed with the idea. And I was like, oh, wait. I have 100 episodes of a podcast <laughs> where I like basically sound like a fucking idiot. And all you have to do is like. Take a 10 second clip uh, of any point of me talking during this, and I would be unelectable. So, you know what's there funny? goes my career. Last night, I actually had a nightmare that my boss listened to our podcast and was like, What's going on with this? But then it turned out to like, it went from like, You guys are offensive on your podcast, and you're going to have to like make a better like representation of our company to the public. I'm like, but I don't see the public. I fix stuff that they break. And then it just turned into this like cultish nightmare where like the leaders of my company were this like super Christian fundamental cult. And then I had to like go through like this cult camp out and they're like brainwashing me or Fuck, something. Your dreams sound way better than mine. And then I woke up and I was like, oh, I've been listening to this five part true crime cult. <laughs> podcast about Mormonism and that's probably where this all came up. I'm sure I shouldn't need to be afraid about what I've said on my podcast. This is just my overactive imagination. Yeah, you do work in welding. I don't think you have to be concerned. I work in tech and I've gotten away. I mean, I don't think anyone I work with listens to this podcast. Uh, But if they do, please know that nothing... I'm going to do the Alex Jones thing. Everything I say on this podcast is for entertainment value only. Yeah. I don't actually believe any of the things I say. Dale does, though. Dale believes everything he says. No, we got to one-up it and go the, oh, what was the guy who did the Thoughts of Prayer special? What's his name? Uh, Jesselnick. We got to say that this person on this podcast is actually a comedic persona that we take on for a comedic endeavor and that's not actually who we are as a person right also we're comedic we're hilarious yeah. and you laugh when we talk actually when Justin like said that it like kind of deflated my love for him a lot because I'm like oh that's you just make up jokes and then you just go be a different person. <laughs> yeah, what are you, a comedian? You, you don't have to live like that all the time. You're not that bitter in real life that just sours it. Like Louis C.K., you know he's just that bitter and jaded through all of life. Like, Probably more so now since oh, yeah. the whole uh, career Rooney. Yeah. Uh, oh. oh, what I was saying oh, yeah. before, yeah. Americans have strong opinions about Canadians and they're not positive. Really? Like, I thought they... They don't like us? I thought they were, like, mostly, like, dismissive of us. Yeah. Just, like, fuck, like, annoying little brother. Like, get out of here. You're yeah. not important. You don't matter. But they, like, they actively... A, a lot of the people I were t- was talking to, like, actively do not... And maybe it was just me. I love this. <laughs> that they I don't love, like. This is, like, hot goss. Like, but, I'll never go to the States and find out. What do they think? But do they, they, like, they don't like Canadians. They were, like, always fucking, like, meddling in other people's business. Yeah, and like, you think true. you think you're better than us. Yeah, we do. Uh, I mean, you ju- you literally just said Canada's a better country than the U.S. I, so I was not also going to counteract that as the older I get, 
the more I'm like, you know, maybe Canada isn't better than the States. We're just smaller. So we don't have a chance to like be as exaggerated in all the directions that the States do. Cause they have 10 times as many people in half as much landmass. And there's just like, like, like a democratic experiment. The States is just like exploded and evolved in like whatever way. Whereas Canada, we're like, still worship the queen and we're like this weird backwards like nanny state version of a democracy yeah it is and the more time i spend in the u.s the more i actually come to appreciate it and like the the differences that exist there and it does feel like very much like you go to the states and it's the land of opportunity Mm -hmm. you can you can do anything you want and you can like find an opportunity and make money off of it and here in Canada, you're like, like, I see shit in the States all the time that I'm like, why the fuck don't we have that in Canada? And then yeah. I come back and I'm like, why don't we have this in Canada? And you find out that there's like eight layers of bureaucratic red tape yeah, that you'd have to thing. hop through to make it happen. So, uh, so anyway, uh, the moral of the story is that Americans don't just dismiss Canadians. They basically fucking hate our guts. <laughs> <laughs> Which... I don't know. Like, you talk to any Canadian about America, they're like, oh, they're all stupid and fat. And you're like, yeah, they probably hate us. And it's granted because we all do think we're better than them. And, like, the thing is they're like – Well, we do – yeah, we have this, like, totally unearned superiority complex because, like – what are we better at? The healthcare thing, for sure. Yeah. Probably, I I think our education, like our public education is arguably better. Mm. No? The only reason our education is better is because we have immigrants who push their kids harder <laughs> outside more. of yeah, school that's hours a, to an achieve excellent more. Point. Uh, and then, like, hockey, we don't really... Uh, we work, but they have this whole, like, hockey system where it's, like, a development program that takes kids in at juniors or, like, peewees, and then they, like, coach them through their whole teenagehood, and then they come out professional hockey players. Uh, and then the the CFL uh, is another thing I was taking heat over, and I'm like, I couldn't even defend that because the CFL is a joke of a sports league. Dude, the CFL... Nine teams. ...is so bad... Your starting quarterbacks make like $40,000 a year. Yeah, that's the that's only good sport. thing about the CFL is I make more than... Than most salary. of their players, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the thing about the CFL is... College football from the States could beat a, a CFL team. Yeah. Oh, I would actually love to see exhibitions because, yeah, yeah, college football in the States, uh, again, like markedly higher level of yeah. athleticism uh, in that than you find. CFL is like the college students from America who couldn't quite hack it in the NFL. Yeah. And, and the funniest thing is anytime anybody's ever like, oh, CFL is more exciting then the NFL, it's better. And then you just bring up the Baltimore Stallions and then they have no, nothing to say about it. So if you don't know who the Baltimore Stallions are, well, back in the 90s, I think it was 95. Uh, I think it was, it was for like two or three years. Yeah, so it was like back in the 90s, the CFL was like, we're not a big enough money market. Let's have some U.S. teams and then we'll draw a bigger, bigger audience. And then the states were like, yeah, fuck, we could throw together a CFL team. So they came in. The Baltimore Stallions won the Grey Cup twice in a row, like their first year. It was either their first year in the league or their second year in. And then the CFL was like, ha psych, we're not having American teams. And then they kicked them back out. 
And that's the CFL. From 1992 to 1995, yeah, uh, there were 5 American expansion teams in the CFL: Baltimore Stallions, Birmingham Barracudas, Memphis Mad Dogs, San Antonio Texans, and the Shreveport Pirates. And you know what else? Every one of those teams has a better name than the CFL teams that are already here. It's like. The CFL or the an American city was like, okay, we're gonna make a CFL team. All right, we're the Mad Dogs, we're the Pirates, we're what were the other oh, ones? Sacramento Goldliners, Las Vegas Posse. Yeah, Las Vegas Posse, and then a Canadian city's like, well, let's get another CFL team. What should we name them? And they're like, the Red Blacks. And you're like, you fucking assholes. That's not nearly intimidating. Maybe we should add a third Rough Riders team. <laughs> what do you say? Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, Americans don't like us, which, uh, and there's this like cross-border animosity, which makes me dating an American and American dating me very interesting. I just always thought like Canadians, like we're polite. We're like, we're pretty, we're, we're soft. Yeah. We're, we are a soft people. Yeah. We're not like aggressive or pushy. No. So how, like, I just thought people would just like, you know, yeah. Like who gives a fuck? Yeah. Like imagine like what's what's the Canada to our like if Canada was the United States, who would be Canada to us? Uh modern Japan? What the fuck? <laughs> like I mean like like I mean like aggressiveness wise. Like because Japan up until World War Two was a fucking country full of like samurai warlords and fucking dead ass warriors and then after their complete destruction in world war ii they all got like super timid and make weird porno so like okay i guess they're economics wise they're better than us yeah they're way better off but they also have like um so their work culture is like fucking bonkers yeah and they're also uh i found this out they have there's like uh um, a fertility crisis in that in Japan, none of the men want to have sex with women. They all have just like have other interests. Like waifus. What? Like the pillows. Yeah. <laughs> like the body pillows. <laughs> <laughs> but like, so like young adults in Japan are not having sex and not pro- procreating and not making uh, Japanese babies. Uh, and it's actually like this public health crisis right now. So uh, how much is a plane ticket to Japan? Since our girlfriends don't listen to this. I, it's true. Dude, they could don't. you imagine how fucking cute just a horde of half Asian, half Derek and Dales would be? That would be we could make like the cutest master race ever. Except for we'd probably have to pay for all of them. So that would be terrible. All right. On that note, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. And we're back. Right? Still got it. 100 episodes. 100 episodes. 101 episodes in. Yeah. You still do the, the weird Although voice. I haven't been doing that the whole 100 episodes. No, you started. That was a later later edition. That was like probably 
15. Yeah, we've come come a long way. You know what I heard is good podcasting? Talking about past episodes. Yeah, That's we should podcast. just do that. Oh, I was going to say, <laughs> before we took a break, I had this fucking noise segue all lined up for our next topic. And it's a double segue now because we were talking about all that racist defensive shit that Trudeau did. And we were talking about how angry the states are. I was going to say, in our past, as offensive as we've always been, we've never said anything like, like we, we've we said stuff that's offensive to many people in a lot of ways, but we've never said like, <laughs> I like how you're like, derogatory <laughs> nicknames, like that guy on SNL. Okay. Like, I, I'm just going to say, should I say the word he said? No. Okay. So there's the racist, like, what what's that called when there's a racist word you call people? What's that? Did you just say the racist word I call people? Is that what you say? What? What's the, what's the actual word? Stereotype? For, no, when you call someone like a racist stereotype as an insult. Is there like, maybe my mind's melting. But anyway, so what was this guy's name? The guy. Shane Gillis. Shane Gillis. Apparently, does not appreciate Chinese people at all. And he said, and he, his podcast, which I heard is far inferior to Outrage Factory because they say racist epithets. Epithets? Yeah. Epithets? Is that the word you were looking for? Epithets? I think so. All right. They say those all up and down it. And um, so... I think this is like probably the record for the quickest milkshake ducking we've seen so far. Because he got said, he got announced as being in the cast of SNL. And he didn't even get to be in an episode. He like was like two days later. They're like, yeah, he's not in it anymore. Because everybody flooded the internet with segments from his podcast of him being racist and sexist and basically being an idiot. Okay, so backstory here. Yeah. Shane Gillis, yeah. comedian. Uh, Saturday Night Live, the venerable uh, late night comedy, sketch comedy show that has been around since fucking forever, mm-hmm. uh, announced their latest crop of hires. Uh, one of these hires was Shane Gillis, yeah. who is a comedian from Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like immediately after uh, his hiring was announced, people, well, I assume people did this for all of them, went digging or even, I don't know if they went digging so much as people were like, hey, I'm familiar with these guy, yeah. with this guy and he's kind of a fuckhead. Yeah. Here's why. Um, and uh, predictably, SNL immediately reversed course and let him so here's the thing number one this guy's from philadelphia yeah knowing what i do about philadelphia this guy would not qualify as racist anywhere in philadelphia really people in philadelphia are it's like uh it's like uh hmm what's a way to put this that won't offend the people i know in philadelphia it's they're like hicks. No, they're, they're like not. Hicks. They're not hicks at all. Okay, they, they're inbred. It's, it's an urban. No, they're not inbred either. It's it's like they're it, just. It's racist. a very urban place. Yeah, it's they're like Boston, but softer. So they're like bigots. It's like soft Boston. 
Yeah, but Boston. Are you saying Boston's Boston more racist? Full racist. Boston's super uh, duper racist. Very white city. Long and rich history uh, with white people. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia again. Yeah, like I'm not going to say everyone in Philadelphia is racist because I don't think that's true by any stretch of the imagination. But I think culturally, yeah, there's a lot of uh, they're just you know they're uh, a proud people that are kind of uh, they're not actually. I'm going to take back the whole thing. They're not P- they're not PC. They are not a PC people. Yeah. Same with Boston. They're just bigots and they don't care. I don't even think they're bigots necessarily, but they will say they will make like off color or racist comments or sexist comments. That makes a you a bigot. If you think it's okay to say racist and sexist things, you're a bigot. I think in the context of which you are saying them. Okay, so he said a word that you won't even let me say on our podcast. He said it multiple times when referring to Chinese people. Yeah. And he said, like, somebody was, like, talking about a Chinese restaurant, and he thinks, and he says... Don't say the word. He says... Don't say it. No, that's for those, insert racist epithet. It's the, it's the really us. popular one yeah. that people use to the one that everybody refer to knows. Asian people. Yeah. Yeah. The bad one. The one that makes you uncomfortable to say an old saying about armor. But here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um... It's not like Saturday Night Live didn't know that he had said these things when they hired him. Yeah. Like someone there, many people on staff at Saturday Night Live. There's probably like somebody whose job it specifically is to dig into everyone's past and make sure that they haven't said anything that will harm NBC's brand. Uh, And he passed muster for that. And then... Uh, people got really mad online and predictably he was turned around and fired and this is how all the shit plays out now. There is, uh, someone is hired for something. Yeah. That person has said or done questionable things in their past. Yeah. Those things are surfaced. Yeah. The person is fired. Yeah. They get a Kickstarter started to raise money for them, yeah. whether they need it or not. Yeah. Uh, and then a bunch of right wingers are freaking out about the tolerant left. Yeah. Uh, and saying that intolerant they're left. sorry, intolerant left uh, and saying that they're being censored yeah. and that nobody can say anything anymore and no one is safe. Uh, and the internet devolves into a screaming shitstorm for two or three days with each side going back and forth until they move on to the next person. And that's where we come in to judge everybody. So there's this thing that's happening now with stand-up comedy where more and more comedians are offending everybody because to have a really good jokes, usually making offensive statements in a light manner is pretty good. So... On one hand, you want to defend a comedian's rights to be offensive. But on the other hand, don't be racist. Like, like I have this fear of these comedians taking this stance where they're like, well, I have to be offensive. That's where comedy lives. But you don't get to just be racist because, I don't know, I, it's like you could like say stuff that would offend people, but... When you're using hate speech and just selling it off as something funny you said because you wanted to be comedic, especially on like your hack podcast. Okay, I will say that here's here's a quote from him. Okay, yeah. 
in response to the backlash, Gillis said, my uncles have the internet, so I'll get it online, and the first status will be someone from back home, like, fucking Colin Kaepernick better stand up. Like this status if you love the troops and God, share it if you're not gay. Uh, next status is one of my new woke friends, like, I'm not racist, said Gillis. It's funny to hear so many people these days be like, I'm not racist. Are you sure? Being racist isn't a yes or no thing. It's not like you have it or you don't have it. Being racist is like being hungry. You're not right now, but a cheeseburger could cut you off in traffic and you could get hungry real quick. You didn't even know you were hungry for that type of cheeseburger. The cheeseburger is not Asian in that joke. So he, what he's saying is... It's okay that he was racist because some Chinese people pissed him off. Well, no. So what he's saying is that, and I don't, I'm not going to excuse the shit he said. Like that people went and dug around and uh, it was reported in Vulture that Gillis was banned from several comedy clubs in the Philly scene for bigoted remarks in his comedy sets. So this guy's like definitely a repeat offender. But he raises an interesting point, and we saw this. This was an argument I made when there was that woman who went off on the brown guys in the Denny's. Yeah. Um, whenever the fuck that was. Fuck, like a year ago? That was over. That was like two years ago. Dear Lord. Uh, and when people are angry or pissed off or they want to take a swing and hurt someone. Yeah. A real easy fallback and low-hanging fruit for them to do that is to remark on somebody's race. So the And difference... we see this in Vancouver. And I'm not, again, I'm not yeah. excusing a shit, but he raises a good point. We see this in Vancouver all the time. If you're mad about uh, skyrocketing property values or you're mad about bad drivers or you're mad about fucking anything, who gets the blame for it immediately? If you're a racist, a visual, a visible minority. Even if you're not, even if you're not racist, I've I've seen people. Okay, maybe they're racist. Okay, see, so this is one of those things where Dale has to trot out his whole grayscale thing, where it's like he said, racism isn't a yes or no answer to a question. It's if you get cut off in traffic by a hamburger. So he's obviously referring to the race that. He's always racist against. So the racist we're against is when you devalue the worth of a person from the fucking chunk of earth that their ancestors were born and what they still look like they're, they hail from. So his problem with Chinese people, I don't know what the fuck happened to him, but for him to say he's not racist is wrong because he looks at Chinese people and he doesn't see, hey, that's a person like me. He's like, that's a Chinese person. They did all this stuff to me in my history and they pissed me off. So if you look at any specific group of people and you're like, I don't like that person from name whatever reason that made you not like them. It could be like a group of them attacked you when you're a teenager. You don't like their their like home countries. Uh I guess, environmental standards or all of this stuff. If you view any person from that group differently than from a different group, that makes you a racist. And this is where the whole grayscale comes in because it's like, it's not like you see this person and you're racist. So you don't want them to have a livelihood or live near you. You just think less of them as as you would as someone from your own tribe, like someone from your own group. So yeah, like I just don't agree with his whole like 
everybody's racist or everybody has the potential to be a racist, which is true. I agree with that. Everybody does, but that doesn't make it okay, especially since, and it's not like he got angry after a confrontation. Like this is his comedic brand. If he's been banded from many clubs. Yeah. And this is, he went, uh, he kind of doubled down on it. He didn't apologize. He said, I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries. (laughs) See, that's what I was saying. That's, that's so, that's his brand. But if the boundaries you're pushing are you're a white guy and you're pushing boundaries on like women or visible minorities, yeah. you're not pushing boundaries. You're entrenching ones that already exist. And even aside from being offensive or bigoty, that's bad comedy. Like jokes about race and sexism haven't been funny since the early 80s and every – Buddies abandoned them except for Russell Peters and Trevor Noah and some other comedians. Oh, God. Does Russell Peters still exist? Yeah. And he sells <laughs> racist jokes that weren't funny in the 80s. But, yeah, but, you but he's a different race, so yeah. people don't do it the same. I view it the same not because I think he has a right or not a right to tell those jokes. They're just unfunny. Like this whole thing about. What's this guy's name again? I forgot already. Shane Gillis. Yeah. Like his whole explanation about being like, hey, nobody's a racist until a hamburger cuts you off. (laughs) That's not funny, guy. And you're a comedian. You're supposed to be funny. So your job isn't to offend people. Your job is to make people laugh. And being offensive is supposed to be a tool in your toolbox. It's not supposed to be your toolbox and be like, Hey, here's some offensive stuff. That's me. Offensive guy. Like you're just a shock artist instead of a comedian. Yeah. Yeah. It was a pretty good, pretty good break. And again, I'm not excusing this guy, Yeah, but I am saying that was, this is different from the like we see this we saw it with James Gunn we saw it with lots I mean there's probably been like many hundreds of instances of this over mm-hmm. the past year alone where yeah. uh, somebody goes digging into someone's past it's weird because usually those other guys like James Gunn and like Kevin Hart it's usually old homophobic jokes from the early 2000s when you could still get away with making homophobic jokes yeah but. Racist jokes, like I said before, haven't been funny for 20 years before that. Well, also, and you didn't have to go 20 years ago to find Shane Gillis making racist jokes. Like, I think it was literally on his most recent podcast episode. Uh, The guy, like, this wasn't, like, long, like, long ago that he was doing this. So, clearly, he hasn't learned anything. But I will say that, like, is it a problem? That not that racists can't get jobs on SNL. Yeah, that's fine. But that people keep doing this, like finding, digging up old shit. Uh, it isn't. It isn't because, like we keep saying, we were scared that we might, like you were scared, you might have had a blackface uh, picture, or we would have might have been scared that we would have had something racist on the podcast. And none of those are true because we're not fucking idiots. This is only a problem if you're a fucking idiot who goes to a dance in blackface 
or records a podcast saying racist slurs. We don't do that. Normal people don't do that because they realize it's not okay. It wasn't okay in 2001 to wear brown face, and it's still not okay. It's not okay within the last, I don't know, like it was never okay to be racist, but it was never socially acceptable to be racist in at least 30 years. And I like the fact that he lost his SNL job right away makes me feel good about society in general because we're not just going to accept that shit and be like, oh, it's okay if a hamburger cut him off and now he doesn't like hamburgers. It's like, no, fucko, you don't get to be our entertainer anymore because you're not entertaining. You get to lose the one thing (laughs) that you've probably been working for your entire life because you are a racist shithead. You've said a lot of racist shithead things. Yeah, the fact that he got banned from clubs should have been in Philly. (laughs) Yeah. Like you spend like five minutes saying like kind of going through the backstory of why this guy might be racist because everybody there is just a little bit more racist than us, but they were the ones banning him. So he must've been super racist. My other thing take on this is that people who insist that people not being able to get jobs on internationally recognized sketch comedy shows that this somehow counts as censorship yeah. uh, is bullshit. Any, any employer who thinks that your previous statements or viewpoints or jokes or opinions or appearance even yeah. is going to harm them and harm their bottom line and harm their brand, mm-hmm. they 100% have the choice whether they fucking hire you or fire you or never even let you see the light of day. Yeah, exactly. And the worst part about this is this guy's unapologetic. And if he was still on SNL, you know he would use that new fame to tour and tell these racist jokes. And then think if you're like a Chinese person who lives in Chinatown, Philadelphia, who he was lambasting and saying all these bad things. You'd just be like, well... NBC doesn't care about me and my feelings because they hired this obviously big piece of shit. So, yeah, like, and the differences between the Denny's thing where we said she shouldn't lose her job was she was drunk. It was Denny's. They were in a fight. It was two in the morning. That was one of the instances that I think Gillis was referring where, like, these guys pissed this lady off or Mm. whatever. They pissed each other off. The situation escalated. Uh, There was no... uh, you know, there was no prior evidence that she had been, like, racist yeah. or bigoted against people. Uh, also, her job was fucking, like... Selling cars Or in even, Castle like, Gar. I think she worked, like, reception at a yeah, car dealership in Castle, in Castle Gar. Gar. So, like... She wasn't on SNL, yeah. is the point. Um, but that was one of those situations where it was, like, okay, like, maybe she... And I'm not excusing the racism mm-hmm. again, but she was drunk and angry, and there was... Uh, a confrontation, yeah. and she said some shit about going back to your own country. And the thing is, like, we don't know exactly what happened because, the, it, like, from my gathering of the situation was these guys said something super sexist, so she said something super racist. And they were face-to-face, they're having an argument, and there was a buildup. This wasn't two guys sitting in a room recording a podcast and just, like, having their natural level of racism just come out because they're racist. She said this because she was trying to hurt their feelings on purpose. So she said it out of anger. So she wouldn't like, if she was on a podcast, I don't think she would say shit like that. 
she would only say that when she was angry and in a fight. Whereas this other guy, could you imagine what he would say if he was in a like drunken confrontation with somebody? I bet he would say a lot of worse stuff than she did. Yeah, or just point them to his podcast, which is yeah. something we should start doing when we're in confrontations with people. <laughs> <Yeah>. You want to <laughs> hear something good? Listen to our podcast. Oh, I just want to give a shout out to, uh, sorry I forgot your name, but the guy who called me from GoDaddy. When, because uh, as you know, we registered our domain name. So now outragefactory.com leads you to our podcast. And he was asking me some, I don't know, some dumb like. He was trying to sell you on some shit. Yeah. yeah. He was trying to sell me on a website builder. And I was like, oh, we're just forwarding to the podcast hosting thing. He's like, oh, it's a podcast. And he like reads, oh, he's like, outragefactory.com. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, what's your podcast about? So I explained it to him. He's like, and it's funny because I'm like, yeah, we just, uh, we look at what people are getting mad about on the internet and then we make fun of it and talk about it. He's like, oh man, people are getting so mad on the internet. And I was like, yeah. And he's like, maybe I'll have to listen. So if you are listening, I forgot your name. Welcome aboard. Yeah. Welcome. And we're not going to buy your fucking shitty product. Sorry. Yeah. Um, one, I'm not going to be able to build a podcast or a website in a month. And two, I don't want to pay every month. So sorry. You tell him, Dale. Yeah. Hey, mailbag. Mailbag! We actually had some uh, some Wait, reasonable... Were people just telling us how proud of us they are that we lasted 100 episodes yeah. and how much joy we bring to their life from giving them not only thoughtful but feeling in... I totally lost track. I was like, we're going to be thoughtful. <laughs> forgetting words. We have not changed over the past 100 feelings, episodes. Enriching their lives. Using our twin flame, yeah, they were majesty. They were sending many, them. many well wishes. Were they like, I've started evolving? Thanks for sending me down the track. One hundred percent. I could see the light of the. I should e- check the stats. I want to see how many people actually listened to the full hundred minutes of our last episode. <laughs> the funny thing is that when you're evolving, the light at the end of the tunnel is you being a being of pure energy. God damn, Dale! Right? I should like some real twin flame shit. Yeah. Uh, all right. Things that made people angry this week. Uh, dismal voter turnout for municipal, provincial, and federal elections. Wait. Here's the thing. Like, oh, they're just It's always bad. In general. Yeah. Yeah. But, so, four years ago, I was in this voter advocacy group. My whole thing was like, get people out to vote. Voting is the most important thing you can do. Uh, I hear it all the time. If you don't vote, you can't bitch about politics. Guess what? Don't vote. I don't think that a person who makes a conscientious decision not to vote because they think all the candidates are shitty has any less of a right to bitch than someone who does vote because they saw a picture of Justin Trudeau in blackface and they got angry enough to like cast him. Like you're not any better because you're voting for a dumb fucking reason. Yeah. You're voting. If you're like an informed voter, absolutely. Like you're, you're, you're informed about the the platforms. You're informed about the the parties and what they're going to do, uh, or at least what they're telling you they're going to do. That's great. The problem is that I feel like there are fewer and fewer informed voters all the time. There are people just making like gut gut reactions to things that made them angry or sad, or they're voting based on the way they've always voted, or based on the way their parents voted, or based on the way. I don't know. They just like fucking like flip a coin when they go into the voter booth. Like that's not, that's not, that's fine. And you're a fucking hero. And at the end of the day, you get to post a picture of yourself with your little I voted sticker or whatever it is you get. 
but you're not doing anyone any favors. So if you are planning on voting this year, don't just listen to people who say, hey, go out and vote. Like, fuck anything. The act of voting is the important thing. Yeah. The act of learning shit is the important (laughs) thing. And then making a vote based on that. Like, I think the way it should work is you shouldn't be able to vote unless you somehow become educated of at least the point for point like a point form list of what the uh, the platforms of the people are yeah like like you said it's like the way people vote is the way I pick professional sports team whoever has the coolest logo that's who I'm that's who I'm in <laughs> I mean, that's it's the fan for, it's worked for you so far <laughs> that's the that's the bandwagon I'm jumping on yeah so I don't even know how you'd con- like just like when people have voter registration. Just give us like a little handout that says, here's the five main points Trudeau's party has. Here's the five main points for Sheer, And here's the five main points for Singh. I don't have want to have to like wade through all these bullshit attack ads so I can finally see what somebody actually wants to do with the country. There are actually a lot of like uh, free online tools and online quizzes that you can take that mm-hmm. will show you where you land on the political compass. Oh, I love uh, political compass And there's, there's actually a few... Uh, election tools that I think will be uh, I haven't seen them for a bit but they'll probably be promoted in advance of this election I think the CBC usually puts one out Mm -hmm. but it'll be uh, yeah basically answer these questions to see like where you align politically and then they'll recommend a party based on where you land as a result of that quiz every every time I do that they're like you're left of center but not left enough for NDP so liberal it is vote for Trudeau even though you hate his guts I love that political discourse in this country and obviously the US as well has devolved to the point where I'm like just take a fucking internet quiz that's good (laughs) enough like that's better than what you're already doing internet quiz it is that's how you should vote yeah because those are good because they ask you like how do you feel about abortion how do you feel about public funding for the arts how do you feel about public school how do you feel about healthcare like you need to answer these questions to know how you're going to vote. vote. Not just how do you feel about Justin Trudeau? Do you like his hair? Does yeah. his hair annoy you? How do you feel about a guy in blackface? Remember that picture of him in his abs? Did you touch yourself when you looked at it? I mean, I did. I'm still not voting for him. I know. Like, part of the reason I hate him is because I've never had abs in my life. All right. Here's here's a good one. Dale. Yeah. Is it? Rock, paper, scissors, or paper, scissors, rock? It's rock, paper, scissors. Is it? It's actually Rochambeau. What? That's not... That's another name for it. Yeah, but like if you had to put those three things in order... Rock, paper, scissors. Paper, scissors... I feel it's like I'm not paper, paper scissors. scissors, rock. It's rock, paper, scissors. Always. Always has been. That's like those people in Saskatchewan who call a hoodie a bunny hug. Bunny hug. Like that's like the one charming thing about Saskatchewan. I don't know <laughs> where that, that came away. from. Because it feels like you're getting hugged by a bunny. Yeah, that's the stupidest. So what do they call pants? Oh, you hate bunnies? You hate hugs? What do they call pants? Deep throated by a gopher? <laughs> <laughs> gopher throats. They should. Yeah, but let's like, make it happen. No hey, if you're listening to this episode, <laughs> next time you're talking to someone about pants, refer to them as gopher throats. <laughs> do it. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah, no, it's always been rock, paper, scissors. Sorry, bud. Paper, papers. Oh, well, Paul said paper, rock, scissors, which I've never heard before in my life. But there's paper, scissor, rock, or rock, paper, scissors. 
Okay. What, Weirdly enough, it's never scissors and then whatever the other order was. Scissors, rock, paper? I guess. Paper, scissors, rock. Rock, paper, scissors. Scissors. Okay. This is the way this is the way you figure out how it's supposed to be, because you go rock, paper, scissors, rock, paper, scissors, or you go paper, scissors, rock. It just sounds awkward. Paper, scissors, rock. Rock, paper, scissors. It's whichever one sounds better. And it's obviously rock, paper, scissors. Or you know how I guess it depends on the like because you got two syllables, two syllables, one syllable. Yeah. Or one syllable, two syllables, two syllables. Yeah. The only way to get away from this is to play what is it? Cowboy Grizzly Ninja. No, that's what is that? That fucking nerd ass shit from Big Bang Theory? No, it's been around since before Big Bang Theory. Didn't they have it on Big Bang Theory though? Probably. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Just because they did it on Big Bang... Yeah, I guess if they did it on Big Bang... It it should never be done ever again. Ever. That's it. It's done. It's done. Big Bang Theory has ruined so many things. Uh, Andrea Campos said, Stores are already putting out Christmas decorations. Fuck you. I love Christmas. I love Christmas. Favorite time of year. I, I dream of a fucking world where from like January... To June. Yeah. That's Halloween season. Yeah. We have, like, Halloween stores. Everyone gets ready for Halloween January to June. Yeah. Maybe just, like, move Halloween into June. Yeah. That's fine. And then July to December, that's yeah. Christmas season. Yeah. And that's it. We celebrate these two things year-round. Yeah. And you're, al- you're always just, you're getting ready for Halloween or you're getting ready for Christmas. Yeah. That's it. See, do you know Andrew Dice Clay? He has, I think it's him. It's either him or someone else. Yeah, Andrew Dice Clay is another comedian who would not have a career in 2019. That's true. But they have a Christmas room in their house that they keep decorated like Christmas year-round so they could go in there just to be happy because Christmas makes everybody happy. What do you have against happiness? Just let them put out Christmas supplies so I can go to the store and look at them and be happy. Yeah, if I want to eat a candy cane in fucking September... I should be allowed to do that. Yeah. And I don't it's not like they're saying you can't enjoy Halloween or these other things because Christmas is coming up. It's have both. It's not like you go to the bay and you're like, oh, I can't look at clothes anymore because I walked into the bed section. Now I just have to leave only looking at beds. <laughs> I go somewhere else and look at Halloween stuff. <sighs> All right. Uh hey. Thanks for tuning in to this episode. It's been great. Uh, our 101 episode of Outrage Factory. I have been your co-host, Derek Bolin. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at Herder. I'm your other co-host, Dale DeRuder. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at SuperDaleBot. We don't really post on any of our other official social media profiles, but if you want to follow us or like us there for any reason, you can find us at Outrage Fact Pod on both Twitter and Facebook. I am going to try tweeting. From our outrage factory. Get a load of this No guy. promises. Social media marketer but, uh, but I extraordinaire. Just, I might start. Dale DeRuder. I will, if it's not too much work, start tweeting That's stuff. That's work. That's why. So the, the, one, the only thing I want to do is like sometimes we'll do research. <laughs> I know. I know it's a joke. But sometimes <laughs> we I'll don't find, do that. I'll I'll find like something online that I think is either funny or annoying but it's not funny or annoying enough to talk about on the podcast. But I feel like your brain should be poisoned by it just like mine was. So that's the sort of stuff I'd tweet. 
Cool. Uh, yeah. Hey, you can find us uh, on the World Wide Web now at OutrageFactory.com. Uh, wherever you get your podcast from, please subscribe, rate, and review. Tell a friend about us. Send yeah. us money on Patreon. and uh, We're even on Spotify. Oh, yeah. You can find us on Spotify now as well. If you're listening to this on Spotify, thank you. Yeah. Uh, until next week. Stay angry and evolve. Yeah.